The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Four Richmond mayoral candidates made their pitches to voters in a debate last night. One of the main topics they focused on was criminal justice and police reforms, which come after months of civil unrest in the city. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza has more. On a question of defunding the police, Councilwoman Kim Gray said the city should be careful not to make brash decisions about the department's budget. She also called on protesters who have destroyed property to be prosecuted. It is also critical that we have police who respect the communities and we have communities that respect our police. Alexis Rogers, the state director of Care in Action, challenged Gray's record, criticizing her city council vote to not reallocate police funds to mental health professionals. Rogers also opposed the city's response to this summer's protests. I don't believe that we should have had a curfew put in the place in the way that it did. Police and criminal justice reforms were core issues brought up by Central Virginians who participated in VPM Citizens Agenda election survey. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. The Chamber RVA mayoral forum last night was hosted by VPM and NBC12. Take a closer look at the candidates' platforms by heading to vpm.org elections. Election Day is just four weeks away and Virginians are casting their ballots. The Virginia Department of Elections reports that as of Monday, over 714,000 people have voted statewide, more than half in person. Joe Kelly is a 30-year-old Richmond resident who works in marketing. He explains why he decided to vote in person. I just wanted to minimize my risk of my vote not counting by just going in. I like seeing it actually submitted. The deadline to register to vote is a week from today, Tuesday, October 13th. If you've moved recently or changed your name, you'll need to update your voter registration. You can do that online at the Elections Department's website or by getting an application at your local voter registration office or public library, among other locations. For more voter information, including other important deadlines coming up, visit vpm.org elections and click on our voter guide. A new report from the Joint Legislative Audit and Review Commission, or JLARC, was released Monday. Its focus was the Virginia Department of Education. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports. JLARC's findings were mainly positive, but the report highlights a few areas for the Virginia Department of Education. One of VDOE's shortcomings has been in its school improvement program, which JLARC says needs to be strengthened to better support low-performing schools. The report says Virginia devotes less personnel to improve schools than neighboring states. JLARC also found that VDOE inadequately supervises local districts since schools can self-assess whether they meet the state's education standards. The report recommends legislation requiring more effective school improvement services and laying out a more comprehensive plan for supervising school districts. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. The Thomas Jefferson Health District, which serves Charlottesville and surrounding counties, announced yesterday that its name will be changing. Starting in January, it will be called the Blue Ridge Health District. Officials say this change is part of the health district's efforts to address racism and create an inclusive environment for staff and clients. The district's director, Dr. Denise Bond, says they initiated this process a year ago to ensure that the public health services are inclusive for the community. Capital One is giving the city of Richmond a $50,000 grant to promote racial and economic equity. According to city officials, the grant will be used to fund an equity study and provide equity and inclusivity training to city employees. 
The money will also help to create actionable plans to change city policies and practices. These items are part of the reform agenda laid out by Mayor LeVar Stoney after months of civil unrest this summer. The grant comes from Capital One's new five-year impact initiative to support growth in underserved communities. Virginians are now casting ballots on a proposed amendment to the state constitution. It would create a special commission to handle redistricting. As Ben Pavier explains, politicians would still play a major role in the process. Lawmakers would make up half of Virginia's proposed 16-person commission. Retired judges would choose the other half from a list submitted by party leaders. Critics argue the process shouldn't include any politicians. But William & Mary law professor Rebecca Green says that plan would never have passed. Yeah, I think it would have been truly extraordinary, historic even, um, for the legislature to vote twice to take itself entirely out of the process. That just wasn't going to happen. The amendment is backed by a number of voting rights groups, including the nonpartisan League of Women Voters. Some Democrats are urging voters to reject it. They say they could come up with a more independent commission next year. Ben Pavier, VPM News. The demand for early voting ballots in Virginia for the general election has already surpassed 2016 numbers by 32 percent, according to recent data from the Virginia Public Access Project. The surge is due to a number of factors. People are nervous about voting in person during the pandemic, and absentee voting rules in Virginia are much less strict. Cuts to the U.S. Postal Service this summer stoked fears about whether ballots would arrive on time, another reason voters got a head start. Whitney Evans and Patrick Larson have been keeping an eye on how voting is going so far this election. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Whitney. Patrick, a lot of people have already voted this year or are in the process of doing so. And I'll just start by asking what's different. Well, obviously, the biggest difference is coronavirus, and that's led to a series of changes at the state level to accommodate. I spoke with Elections Commissioner Chris Piper last week. He says asking people to vote as normal would be asking them to risk their health. And that's simply not um, something that Virginia wants to do. When the pandemic hit, officials scrambled to make mail-in voting more accessible. For instance, a court decision this summer waived a rule requiring voters to fill out their ballot in the presence of a witness. And the General Assembly during the ongoing special session paved the way for registrars to open absentee drop boxes and extended the deadline for mail-in ballots. Lawmakers actually started loosening absentee ballot policies before the pandemic. Uh, For instance, because of a new law passed earlier this year, voters no longer have to identify a reason or an excuse to vote absentee. Voter registration has generally become more accessible as well. The point is, it's easier to get your hands on a ballot. But some people weren't happy with those changes, right? Right. There are worries about potential fraud and ballot harvesting, which is when third-party groups collect and deliver ballots instead of voters themselves. Of course, the president and his supporters continue to rally against mail-in voting for those reasons. We should note that studies show there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud nationally. While research shows these fears are mostly unfounded, some still have anxiety around mail-in voting. There's reason for voters to be a little bit squeamish. Well, there have already been some hiccups this year. According to recent reports, almost 2,000 voters in the Commonwealth, including those in Richmond and Henrico, were sent two mail-in ballots due to some printing mishaps. But election officials have assured that safeguards are in place to make sure someone can't vote twice. There's a verification system that would reject the second ballot. But perhaps more concerning, just this weekend, there was tampering and apparent theft from U.S. Postal Service mailboxes at six Central Virginia post offices. Now, investigators can't say yet whether any ballots are missing, but incidents like this make some voters uneasy about the safety of mailing their vote. 
There's also fear of ballots arriving late and not getting counted. Looking back during the presidential primaries, more than 5 percent of mail-in ballots in Virginia were rejected because they arrived late. Since then, the U.S. Postal Service has been scrutinized for policy changes that would slow delivery. Can the state do anything to ensure that doesn't happen again? Like I mentioned earlier, Democrats passed a bill this year that extends the deadline for returning ballots in the mail. So now as long as a ballot is postmarked by Election Day and reaches the registrar by that Friday at noon, it'll still be counted. And interestingly, voters have to get their ballot requests in sooner this year. Commissioner Piper told me that the previous deadline was too close to Election Day. Uh, What we found was that if somebody had requested seven days prior to the election, there simply wasn't enough time for the local offices to process that request. So late ballots shouldn't be as common in Virginia this time, but the Department of Elections website warns voters that ballots could take up to five days in the mail. That's longer than the three-day grace period, and the changes also mean that it could take much longer to get results. So what about the cost of all these changes? Where is Virginia getting the money from? So the Commonwealth got about $9 million from the Federal CARES Act. Uh, They spent that on protection equipment for elections workers. They also sent some to localities to spend as needed on new staff and equipment. And the rest was actually spent on an educational advertising campaign on absentee voting. Here's Piper on that effort. About 6% of the turnout of the 2016 election voted by mail. Uh, We anticipated that number to go way up. And so it's a new process for many of our voters. House Democrats also passed a standalone budget bill back in August appropriating funds for all that extra postage. All right, so maybe now's a good time to help our listeners out. A lot of this information is kind of confusing. They have a lot of options. Um, So let's say that I want to vote absentee. What exactly do I need to do? So the first thing you'll need to do is check your voter registration, which you can do on the Department of Elections website. The deadline to register is next Tuesday, October 13th. Next, you have to apply for your absentee ballot, either online or in person. The deadline this year is October 23rd, although if you go to your registrar's office, you can fill it out in person until Halloween. And you can find more details about these deadlines on our website, vpm.org elections. What if I've changed my mind? Let's say I don't feel comfortable using the mail. Can I still vote in person even though I already have a ballot? This is actually something that Richmond Registrar Kirk Showalter mentioned. She expects so many voters to change their minds that she's planning on ordering more ballots. So yes, you can switch. Just bring your ballot back to your registrar or your polling place unmarked and in its envelope. And if you've lost your ballot, you can get a provisional one at the polls, which will be counted once election officials have confirmed that your original ballot was not returned. Let's say I've already returned my ballot. How can I know it's been counted? So your registrar should mark your ballot as returned in the Virginia voter system when they get it. You can check that on your voter registration page. There's also a new rule as of this summer requiring registrars to notify voters if anything's missing from their ballots. If that happened, you'd get an opportunity to fix it or cast a provisional ballot instead. All right, that's about all of the time we have. Thank you so much, Patrick, for breaking this all down for us. You're welcome, Whitney. And don't forget, Election Day is November 3rd. You can find all the stories you've heard online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. 
There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPN podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. Okay, good. <laughs>